الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص ما فانه لا يضل الا نفسه ولا يضل الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا مولانا محمد واصحابه وبارك وسلم وقد قال تبارك وتعالى والعصر ان الانسان لفي خسر الا الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر صدق الله العظيم my most respected elders and brothers in islam i've recited the verses from the surah surah al-asr most of us know what are the contents of the surah but this surah and the previous surah that is surah al-hakim al-takathur allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights some very important deficiencies that man has <coughs> if you look at the previous surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says alhaakum muttakathur that amassing a lot of wealth vying with one another to amass a lot of wealth competing with one another in amassing a lot of wealth has distracted you from your objective what Allah has created us for and that is the akhirat Allah in one hadith Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam has mentioned ad-dunya khuliqat lakum wa antum khuliqtum lil akhirah that the dunya has been created for you so that you can fulfill your needs you can fulfill your means to get to the akhirat but you have been created for the akhirat so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is highlighting this one sickness in man and that is the love for wealth love for position unfortunately as a muslim community we have become such that we are full of debts we are living a life full of debts things that we cannot even afford also we want to we even want to get it whereas when you look at debts in the hadith of nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
when there are so many warnings. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-kufri wad-din. Oh Allah, I'm seeking protection from kufr. That is disbelief. And I'm seeking protection from dain, that is debts. One sahabi, radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ata'adilu dayna bil kufri? Are you equating debts with kufr and disbelief? Everyone understands how bad disbelief is, how bad kufr is. Everyone understands that. But are you equating debts with disbelief? And the Muslim said, yes. And the commentators of hadith, they explain that when a person wants something and when greed overtakes him, and when he can't get it, then he resorts to such things which are completely against the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sometimes he tries to legalize those things also. In one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa has mentioned, يأتي على الناس زمان that a time will come where a person يكون هلاك رجل زوجته وأبوه وأولاده وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام that a time will come where a person's destruction will be his own family members his wife, his children, his parents يُعَيِّرُونَهُ They will mock him and they will tell him his child will come and tell him that oh my father you're not earning enough or the wife will say we are very tired with the local holidays now we need to go overseas or we need no more economy class we need to go business class they will start taunting him وَيُكَلِّفُونَهُ بِمَا لَا يُتِيقُ And they will start forcing him to do things because now he needs to keep the peace. They will force him to do such things which is beyond his capability. Then now when a person cannot keep up with the demands, then what does he do after that? He resorts to haram, then he's gambling, then his interest, then I may be driving that big car, <coughs> or I may be living in that mansion, but I don't own anything. So yet yeah, this is a sickness, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is indicating to us in the surah Al-Hakum Al-Takathur. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that the sickness will continue and continue. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaking about debts. Famous riwayat and, and, and narration. A janazah comes in front of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sabar anhum. They request Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, salli alayhi. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, hal alayhi deynun. Nabi sallam asked, has he got any debts upon him? And when he said no, he performed the janazah. A second janazah comes. 
Halalihi Dainun, same question. And he said, yes, he has got a debt. Has he left anything to fulfill and to pay the debts? Yes, he has left something to fulfill and pay the debts. Have you performed the janazah salah? A third person comes, a third janazah comes. Same question, halalihi dainun. Has he left anything remain? Yes, he got debts. Has he left anything? No, he hasn't left. Now some say, sallu ali, you can perform it. Sahaba radiyanum, being sahaba, they come forward. Different narrations. Some narrations got Ali Radhanu, other narrations have got other Saba. And they say, Ya, ya Rasulullah, you tell you tell the creditors I will pay them. You perform the Janazah Salah. <coughs> He'll be deprived of, of your dua upon him. So you perform. But this was the seriousness of debts. One Sahabi, radiallahu talanu, in the rewrit of Mishkat. He's owing a lot of money. And here we are not talking about owing interest-bearing loans or something. We're not talking about haram loans. We're talking all permissible loans. Haram loans is something else. It's another subject on its own. Here we're talking about all for permissible reasons. <coughs> and he's taking a loan. And he comes to Ya Rasulullah, he comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the creditors are behind me. Please speak to them. Nabi Sallallahu speaks to them, they said, no, we need our money. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sold all his assets. It comes in a riwayat, Hatta la yabqa lahu shayun. Nothing was remaining, he had nothing left. That is why when a person passes away, the first thing that will be done is the burial expenses. The burial expenses for the person. After the burial expenses, the after the debts will be paid from the whole wealth. If nothing is left, after the debts are paid, no one will inherit nothing, there won't be any bequest, nothing. After paying the debts, if anything remains, then we will see if there is any bequest that is made. From one third of the remainder, one third will be given for the bequest. And the other two thirds will be distributed amongst the heirs. But the importance of debts, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, Matul al-Ghaniyi zulmun. After the battle of Badr, <coughs> we know that the kuffar had Lost the, they had lost the battle. And they were talking amongst themselves, two people, one was Safwan, one was Awamir. These two were talking. And one of them said that, you know, life is no good anymore, after we lost the war. These are two disbelievers talking. And the other is saying, that if I never had a debt, which I'm owing, I'm owing a lot of debts, if I never had any debts upon me, I would have gone now and have gone to kill Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa But I got family obligations, etc. So I cannot go. Now this was the thinking in that society. That when I'm owing, I cannot go anyway. I need to fulfill my debts. And what is the situation today? A person will be owing so many people. And he will even come and tell you, 
You being the creditor, that I'm going for Umrah, or I'm going for this holiday, I'm going for that holiday. And it's so shocking, and you're telling him also, whose money are you using? Using our money. And you are trying to enjoy yourself with someone else's money. And you think you're not going to be taken to task on the day of Qiyamah? A martyr comes to Nabi Kareem sallallahu One sahabi comes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa He says, Ya Rasulullah sallam, if I have to pass away in the, in the path of Allah, and I'm martyred, what would be my position? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa says, that all your sins will be forgiven. As he's walking away, Nabi sallam calls him back, and he says, Illa dain, illa dain. Except deaths, now Jibreel Islam came and informed me. Even a martyr, such a great virtue for a martyr. But despite that, Nabi Kareem Unfortunately as a society we are living with all these debts. We cannot afford those things. But we want to live at a certain level. We want to fulfill our desires. Not realizing that the same wealth and everything that you're working for, you have to leave all that. And what are you leaving behind? Do you want the family members to be cursing you? Or you want them to be reading for you? That you're leaving a big burden for them. And there are so many other incidents where we can speak about. But I wish to speak about the second important point. Since it's being the holidays also. So after Al-Hakumut Takathur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the only thing that will stop this desire of fulfilling your needs, Hatta Zultumul Maqabir, until you reach the Qabar. That's the only thing. We all know the famous hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, Lawkanali ibn Adam. Wadiyan min zhabi. If this Ibn Adam, if this insan has to have one valley of gold, he will desire a second one. He will desire a third one. The only thing that will crush all his desires and bring all his desires to an end is the Qabr. Allah Ta'ala in the end of the surah, Allah Ta'ala says, ثُمَّ لَتُسْأَلُنَّ يَوْمَ يَدِنْ عَنِ النَّعِيمِ You'll be asked about every ni'mat, every bounty that Allah has given you, you'll be asked about it. Allah has showed us with so many bounties. We cannot even count it. And worse than that will be a person that is wasting the ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wasting it in such pursuits which are not even permissible. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, immediately after that, Allah subhanahu wa He starts the next surah, Walla Asri. Because amongst the ni'mats and favors of Allah, one of the greatest ni'mats is time. The greatest ni'mat is time. Allah says, Innal insana lafi khus. Every one of insan, I had a loss. Why? Because they're not using the time the way they're supposed to use the time. When Allah takes a qasam, Allah Ta'ala takes an oath, and He shows the seriousness of that. Everyone wears a, everyone wears a watch. 
Now if you look at some watches, they have needles. And there's three needles there. Is reminding us. Watch everything, what you are doing. So the three needles is reminding us that every moment your seconds are being cut off. They are like three swords. Your minutes are being cut off. Your hours are being cut off. You can't make it up again. Whatever is lost is lost. You can't gain it again. Unlike an investment, you make an investment, you make a loss, and then you can gain it again. But once time is gone, it's gone. That is why if you take the words of the, of, you take the words watch, each letter of the words watch reminds us about something. If you take the W, it reminds you, watch your words. What you are speaking. The hadith are full about a person. He can say something. Now, he was a kafir before. He can just say, he can just say the kalima and he passed away. Everything is forgiven. And another person just before he passes away, he just says the words of kufar Allah, Allah protect us. And he can leave this world. And he has lost dunya and akhirat. So what's your words? The A, what's your actions? Everything you'll be asked about on the day of Qiyamah, you'll be asked about. And there's, we know the angels are recording. The katibin are recording each and everything, every word, every action is being recorded. Then the T is the thoughts. What thoughts are running through your mind? You may be intending to do sin. What thoughts are, are running through your mind? And to protect our thoughts, we need to do the right things. People are watching filth. I'll just give you an example. It's not a thing to do. It is, it, it is to think about. Imagine a person just watch some filth, all haram, etc. And then he comes to the masjid and he says, Allahu Akbar. What do you think he'll be thinking about? He'll be thinking about the salah, he'll be thinking about the filth that is there. And take another person who just read some Quran, he read some ahadith set with some pious person, and then he starts reading salah, what he'll be thinking about. So watch our thoughts, then see, watch our company. Watch the company that we are keeping, very, very, very important. There are two things, which the saints and the Buzuganidin say, they influence a person. One is your company. Now company doesn't only mean friends. It means, even means your family members. The close people right next to you also. Doesn't only mean friends. Likewise, the second thing is your nafs and your habits. All bad habits you got, your nafs is accustomed to bad habits. And you complete, and you, and you continue feeding those bad habits. Then you won't make a change. So your companions. You need to watch your companions. And the H is your heart. We all know the hadith in the Jasad al Insan la Mudgatan. Ida Soluhat Soluhal Jasadu Kullu. Wa ida fasadal fasadal jasadu kullu. 
So if your heart is right, it's correct, it's corrected, which according to Imam Ghazali rahimullah, is like the king of the body. And all the other limbs are working for that king. But if the king is corrupt, then all the limbs are going to be doing all wrong things. But when the king is not corrupt, then he's going to tell the limbs to do all the right things, all the good things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, one of the biggest ni'mat is time. That is why we know the famous hadith. In Jannah, a person, it's a place not to regret. But there'll be a person who'll regret. How nice if I read an extra subhanallah. How nice if I read an extra, extra Quran. Or that extra rakat of salah. Then I will got a higher stage in Jannah. A higher stage in Jannah. So inna al-insana lafi khus. Except those people who brought Iman. We know Iman is the most important ingredient for the acceptance of any action. Without Iman, minus Iman, no action is accepted. And the good actions. When you say good actions, it's the faraiz. You have to do all the faraiz. You have to do all the wajibats. You have to do all the mustahabbat. And you have to stay away from haram. You have to stay away from the makruh, all the makruh things. Whether it's makruh, tahrimi or tanzi, any, anything that is disliked. Makruh means disliked. Anything disliked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you stay, that is included in, in, in amil al-salihat. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَوَاصُوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصُوا بِالصَّلِحَةِ That's for yourself. But you're not living in this dunya alone. You'll be living with other people also. Your family members. Your house. So counsel one another with the truth. One tafsir of bilhaqi is that when you're counseling, counsel with sincerity. No ulterior motives. Just your well-wisher for the person. And the second tafsir is that you, you counsel the truth. You know, you have a companion that instead of him inviting you to good, he's inviting you to a sin. And they say that, that a friend in a friend in need is a friend indeed. That means he helps you in your deeds. That when you go wrong, in the past, people had such close connections with their friends that they will tell their friend that if I go wrong, you must tell me what wrong I'm doing. And if you're doing wrong, I will tell you what wrong you are doing. And they will assist one another to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the last part, and they assist one another to a sabr. What is sabr? We know the three types of sabr. One is, you have to have patience when you are calling people towards the right. Why? Because it's not an easy job. To call someone to the right, you have to have a lot of wisdom. You speak to the person in a way that you're supposed to speak. So you yourself have to have sabr. Then you counsel him also towards sabr, Allah ta'a, that he must be steadfast upon good. So both of y'all, so each one is counseling one another that they will make sabr and they will remain steadfast upon good. Likewise, 
Each one is counseling one another at how we can stay away from sins. So here in the surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the surah before it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about two sicknesses. That at all times, one is love for dunya, love for the world, love for wealth. Is such a thing that it leads a person to forget his objects, his, his objected, and that is the akhirah. And the second thing is that we need to appreciate this time. I will end with the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa which we, we may have heard many times. That ni'matani maghbunun fiha kathirun minan nas. That there are two ni'mats and two bounties, which many people, they just waste away. One is as-sihhatu, one is good health, and the second one is faraf, that is free time. And now it being the holidays, it's very, very important that whilst we are resting, but at the same time, we should not forget the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ahkam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq of fulfilling all the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all the rights of the hum- of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala take us from this world in such a condition that we are not owing any hukuk Allah, any rights of Allah, any hukuk ibad, and any rights of the creation of Allah. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.